Hello and welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, business coach for location independence. I've always felt a bit different and being on a set path never really worked for me, so I started creating my own. Five years ago, I decided to quit my career in the advertising industry to start a business and travel. Now I help freedom seekers build a location-free business and set up their nomadic lifestyle in a way that makes them feel alive. In this podcast, we talk all about letting go of conventions, starting your own business and traveling with it. You'll also get to meet fascinating people that chose to live differently. From van lifers to digital nomads and creative entrepreneurs building the most interesting businesses and lives. There's more than just one way to live. Let's change your latitude. Hello and welcome back to the Change Your Latitude podcast. And if you're planning for more freedom in your life in 2020, if you're planning to finally start this location-free lifestyle and business, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm here for you. I'm here to guide and support you. And so let me know, send me an email, and I'd love to help you. Today, I have another wonderful guest on the podcast. Kristen is here to talk all about balance as an entrepreneur She's the host of the Balanced Business Podcast, which is a podcast that I personally love to listen to. And she's building her business online on Instagram. She does it in a very balanced way. And I really wanted to have a chat about exactly that with her. So without further ado, let's dive right into the interview. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. And today I have a very special guest with me, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hi, thanks for having me. So, so happy to have you here because Kristen is all about building a balanced business and really passionate about health, including mental health as an entrepreneur. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about way more. And I really wanted to chat with her on the subject. So welcome to the podcast, Kristen. I'm so glad to have you here. Tell us a bit more about what you do and how you help people. Yeah, absolutely. So I specifically am a business coach for health and wellness coaches, um, as well as life coaches who want to grow their business using Instagram. Um, On top of that, I do host a podcast called The Balanced Business Podcast. And the reason why I specifically target health and wellness coaches is because I am very passionate about health and wellness myself. And it's something that's been Um, at the forefront of my mind, probably most of my life, uh, but really um, has become more of my passion and like something that I really pay attention to in my adult years, um, especially after college, because I've had a number of, um, I guess, atypical health issues since college. So I just kind of dove into learning about holistic health. And I'm also someone who doesn't really believe in using medication unless it's absolutely necessary. So I always try to look for the most natural way of solving a health problem. Um, And that's why I decided to choose health and wellness coaches as my target market for my business coaching, because I just feel like we have so much in common. I understand what their business is all about. And um, yeah, and that's, that's pretty much the, the short version of how I got to where I am now. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting to have this specific niche. I think it's, it's a good thing also that you really know how they feel and what they're going through so that you can really help them even more. So that's amazing that you do that. I know that you were also working in the advertising industry, just like I was before, and it's an industry that pays very well. So it makes it really hard for someone to take the leap and start a business. 
And I know you've mentioned before that you didn't really hate your boss or your job. So I was really interested and in, in curious to know, what was it about the corporate world that really didn't work out for you? Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. I didn't hate my boss at all. <laughs> I love my boss, um, all of my bosses that I had. And I love the company, actually. I really liked the people I worked with. And it's like, nothing was really wrong with the job or the company or my boss. It was really just the overall corporate structure that I felt was really suffocating in a way. Um, I feel like I'm a very independent person. I feel like I'm, I go to the beat of my own drum. Um, I also have, um, I guess like bigger ambitions than what is typically possible when it comes to working in corporate. So I just felt very stifled and like I was constantly being held back and there were definitely opportunities for me to grow within the company, but it's just so much slower of a pace as compared to what you can do as an entrepreneur. If you're really dedicated and if you really get the mentorship and the support that you need to grow your business. I mean, at this point I've doubled what I make per month as compared to what I was making in advertising. So I think I made the right decision. <laughs> Absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, because in order for me to make this kind of money, it probably would have been 10 more years in the way that, you know, corporate promotions go. So honestly, I just, I knew I could make more money if I could make this whole entrepreneurship thing work. And then also, again, coming back to that health aspect of my life, like I am someone who wants to be able to prioritize my health. And sometimes that means not waking up to go to an 8 a.m. meeting. Sometimes that means sleeping a little bit later because my body needs more rest. Sometimes that means, you know, exercising at noon because that's when I feel like I have the most energy. And I, I like having that flexibility of being able to plan my schedule around what I need from a health perspective because that's important to me. And that was another thing just that just felt really out of alignment in corporate was having to force myself into a schedule that honestly felt unnatural for my body. And I know that's like, I always feel like a bit of a princess when I say that, <laughs> but, um, because you know, I just like hear my, my parents' voices in my head, like you were only working like 45, 50 hours a week. And, and my boyfriend is a doctor, so he works crazy hours. Um, and the funny thing is I still work a lot of hours in entrepreneurship. So it's not like I'm not working. Um, but I think I just, I feel so much more energized and alive being able to plan when I want to work around when my energy is highest. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like you're maybe even working even more hours, but you're working on the hours that's, that's in your productive schedule, or that's really aligned with your energy, as you said. So if you want to take a day off and just take care of yourself or do something, you can do it. And if you get this super like surge of energy on the weekend, then you can work as well. So it's really, it's just an, a very different way of, of looking at it. And I think it's really, really interesting that you, you bring this up because I think it's not talked about enough. Yeah. And one thing that, cause I've been learning about this for quite a long time, a couple of years at this point. Um, and one thing I learned along the way was that, and that I thought was really interesting was that the way for females specifically, like biological females, the way our energy works and the way like our periods of creativity, our periods of like analytical thinking, logical thinking, this ebbs and flows with 
the course of the month, you know, thinking of like the female menstrual cycle. And maybe that's too much information at this point, but as opposed to men, they go on more of like a 24 hour cycle. So that was something that I thought was really interesting and almost kind of validated how I felt working in corporate was, you know, corporate is very much a 24 hour cycle. Like you show up at a certain time, you end at a certain time, you have to do certain things every day, you have to do certain things every week. And there's no flexibility because you have deadlines, you have clients, you have whatever you have to do to, you know, keep your job and to thrive in your job versus like with entrepreneurship, if you want to plan all of your creative things during one specific week, and then you want to do all of your more like CEO type business structural things a different week, or even just on a different day, you have that flexibility. And I think that, um, as I've learned more about like how women's brains work and how, how we as women work, not only logically and creatively, but also energetically, it just makes so much more sense to me to be in this type of schedule. And that's not to say that everyone who's a woman has to go out and become an entrepreneur. I don't think that's realistic for everyone and not everyone wants that. But I do think like even just thinking more expansively, like for people who do want the stability of a corporate job, there should be more flexibility in terms of if they want to work from home or if they would rather work on a random Saturday instead of a Monday. Um, I think there's, there's not enough flexibility in the sense of like, as long as the job gets done, it's done. Absolutely. I could not agree more really like with what you're saying here. I mean, even if you're not an entrepreneur, it's, it's one thing to see what's your productive schedule in terms of how, like you said, 24 hours, but also in terms of in during your cycle, during the month, there are weeks where you have a lot of creativity or you you're more like you, you want to go more inwards or you you have weeks you want to be really outgoing. So it's really interesting to actually work within that cycle and see really what works because it's going to be like, it's going to make you much more productive actually to work this way. Yeah. And I feel like, I think it also comes back to, do you, do you love what you're doing? And I think that that's really what ultimately caused me to quit my job. Of course, everything I mentioned before health-wise played a role, but now I love what I do. You know, I love doing things like this, like podcast interviews. I love going on Instagram stories and I love coaching my clients and now I get paid to do that. So I'm a lot more willing to show up and put in the work and, you know, like you said, maybe work even more hours than in a corporate job because it's actually like, I always describe but as like entrepreneurship has given me energy, whereas corporate sucked the energy out of my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just such a shift, such a prof profound shift for sure. Absolutely. So how or when did you go from that corporate world, that corporate job, that feeling of I'm ambitious, I want to do this to actually doing it? Like, what have you been through? What are the struggles that you, you faced? Um, it's interesting because I actually, I think I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur because even like on, even before I started my corporate job, I had bought an online course about starting your own online business, but I think I just wasn't in the right place. I mean, I'm pretty young um, or I was pretty young at the time. Um, I think I was like 18 or 20 or something. And I just wasn't quite ready <laughs> to go full force into starting my own business. Um, and so it's always been in the back of my mind, but then what ended up happening when my boyfriend and I moved to Philadelphia for his job is cost-wise, I had to get a corporate job. 
Um, and I needed to have money coming in. And so I went into the job almost knowing in the back of my mind, like, this is not going to be my forever plan. And I think that that was helpful in a couple ways and also hurtful, harmful in some ways. I think it probably made me be more miserable during the three years that I worked in corporate because I knew I was going to quit. But I think it also helped me to go through kind of like an evolution on my own and to figure out like, okay, if this is not my, my end goal, what is my end goal? And just really understanding my, what I really wanted out of life, which was again, that freedom, that flexibility, and also the ability to make more money on my own. So in terms of like knowing that I was going to quit, I think I knew the day I was hired that I was going to quit at some point, <laughs> which hopefully my boss is, my former boss is not listening to this. But I, I always knew that I wasn't going to be in corporate forever. And then in terms of like actually making it happen, you know, my, like I mentioned before, my boyfriend is in medicine and his job is very, um, there's a lot of relocation that happens with that because he's still technically in training. So it kind of worked out to where his next, our next relocation, which now we're in New York, it ended up being like a really good time to quit. My, my job was going to keep me on in New York, even though I started out in Philly and I, I ended up quitting ahead of time because I knew that I wasn't going to keep working there in New York. But yeah, things just really worked out financially. Like we were able to get subsidized housing through his current program, um, which in New York, as you probably can guess, New York is very expensive. So yeah. that was like a huge win. And then also, um, it also this is kind of interesting. It also really, I really knew deep down that it was time to quit when my former boss quit and she had her last day. And I, I don't think I've ever told her this, but I, I just felt so, um, I guess like there was nothing else keeping me there because she was a great friend, a great boss. Like I loved working with her. Um, she, you know, was a great person to be around. So she kind of was like that beacon of light in the dark world of corporate for me. (laughs) And so when she, when she ended up, you know, going to a different job, the first day that I went to work where she wasn't there was the day that I knew I'm quitting. Mm -hmm. And then it was just like another like couple days. And then I actually officially quit. Okay. Um, But yeah, it was like an exit, exit plan or it just happened like that. I mean, I had been building my my online business um, for a number of months. I think I started in Feb- March or February of 2019, and I officially was done with corporate by July. Um, and I had had some clients, so I had had a few clients. I knew that if anything, I would just have to learn a few more skills to be able to continue to get clients. So I was relatively confident that I was going to be able to, you know, make this whole business thing work. And so that was in place. And then I did also have savings. Um, and then also the fact that financially it worked out with the the subsidized housing, it was kind of like, well, it's now or never. I mean, the stars very rarely align. And I, I don't think you have to wait for them to align because, you know, you can always like save more money or, you know, wait a little bit longer. And I, I, when I quit, I also thought to myself, well, maybe I should have hung on until the end of the year to get fully vested in my 401k. (laughs) But (laughs) there's always a reason. There's always a reason to stay. And I think like if deep down, you know, you want to jump, 
the sooner you jump, the sooner you figure it out is really what I've realized. And it's like, I had been building my business for, you know, March, April, May, June, July for like five months and things didn't really pick up until I quit. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I quit, that's when, you know, my audience growth started to pick up. That's when I started to hit 5k and now a 9k month in my business. That's when I, you know, really got clarity on what it is I needed to be doing, how I needed to spend my time versus just trying to do something because I was trying to balance all of these other things. Absolutely. And it takes time to go through that and to just learn about entrepreneurship and how it works for you as well. So you mentioned that I didn't know about that, but you relocated from Philly to New York. And since I'm a digital nomad and I coach people about that, like I'm really interested to know what was your experience of of going through that? It was our second relocation. So we we actually lived in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, and then we moved to Philly and then we moved, now we're on Long Island in New York. Um, So it was my, I guess my third relocation overall, because I'm actually originally from Texas. Um, So moving in general, I was already pretty well versed in. And frankly, no offense to Philly, <laughs> but I was ready to come back to New York. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm, I'm much more of a, someone who thrives in, in New York where there's more diversity, there's more, um, there's more transplants here. So you're not like the only, you know, I was the only person from Texas in all of Philadelphia pretty much. Like, oh, wow. everyone, like I never met another Texan except one other person. Um, And in New York, you meet like people from the South all the time. And you also meet people from other countries all the time. So I think I was just like, I was excited to come back to this bigger pond, you know, instead of kind of like the small town feel of Philadelphia. Mm. Um, And then we also have some family in the area. So I was just overall excited about the move. And then I was also excited about the fact that the move kind of signified me going all in on my business. So it was almost like an energetic shift again of like, this is like the moment where I sink or swim. And (laughs) luckily I've been swimming. Okay. (laughs) So So we're talking about energy right now. And I think it's really interesting to look at it this way. And I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like there are some cities where your energy flows way better for you Mm -hmm. than other cities. And that you're able to maybe work better or maybe be more productive, be more creative. And I feel that might be the case for you in New York versus Philly. Is that a case? Yeah. I mean, now that you're saying that, I feel like that's definitely the case. I think, um, I think also it's really interesting that you, you wanted to talk about travel because I do feel like when I travel is when I get the best ideas is like Mm. when I literally, when I'm on an airplane, I'm like typing up Instagram captions in my notes and (laughs) coming up with like new, new ideas for my business. And, um, I also work very well in Texas. So I do think that there is perhaps some sort of like energy or at the very least, like a comfort level. So if you feel like a certain level of comfort in a certain city, then maybe you're able to better thrive, which I think is true of New York and where my family lives in Texas. Yeah, I really do think so. I'd love to talk also about your podcast. So your podcast is called The Balanced Business and you've been working on this podcast for a few years. You've just rebranded it, but I I wanted to know like what motivated you to create that podcast around um, a balanced business? 
Yeah. So I think it just comes back to my own interests and then also who I want to attract. Um, before I rebranded, it was called Talk Healthy to Me. And it was all about like health and wellness just in general. And there was this this kind of like growing pain time period in my business where I I wanted I I was doing business coaching and I I continued to want this health and wellness aspect to be in my business, but I didn't know how to connect it. And then ultimately I decided to just target health and wellness coaches because I could help them build their business and then also relate to them because of my own background with health and wellness. Um, as far as like why I chose to, you know, start spreading this idea of like the balanced business is because I don't think it has to be constant hustle. And I think that so many people glorify the hustle of entrepreneurship and even in corporate, I think the hustle is glorified. And to me, that was the, like the one thing I knew I didn't want when I started my business was I did not want to feel like I was married to my business. I think it's different when I work a lot of hours now, it's because I'm actually like excited to work. And I think that's a completely different concept versus like hustling to do XYZ thing or like being busy for the sake of being busy. Um, that was just something that I was always turned off by in corporate, you know, my coworkers who were like, Oh, I'm too busy to take a lunch break. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what's your concept of life? I mean, I know. And I think it's like, like, what is, what is the point? Cause you're the people who were too busy to take a lunch break, weren't getting promoted any faster. So it's like, you're just like killing yourself for no reason. And I think like we, we've gotten into this trap of like just being busy for the sake of being busy because it's like a status symbol. And I think it's like the new status symbol is you're too busy to even sleep, but you're, you're wrecking your health in the meantime. And what's the point? Like, what's the point of accumulating all of this wealth or all of these promotions if you can't actually like enjoy it. Absolutely. So how how do you manage balance as an entrepreneur? Like how do you go about like just taking care of your mental health and just be a balanced uh, business owner? How do you go about that? Yeah. So uh, I try to do a couple things. The first thing is I really prioritize my own health. So I always you know, try to work out like five to six times per week. Um, Exercise is something that majorly gives me energy. It gives me creativity. And also as an entrepreneur, you're often like sitting at a desk for long periods of time. So it's just something that I think is important for anyone who is, um, you know, not up on their feet during business. Um, I also manage how much time I spend talking to people, which sounds funny, but if you're a coach, you spend a lot of time talking to people. So, um, I don't have client calls every day. Um, I, I designate specific days for client calls and I actually don't have a lot of hours open, but somehow it all works out. So I think there's kind of like this, this idea, and you and I talked about this when you came on my podcast, but there's this idea of like, you have to have an open schedule for your clients. Like you should be available 10 hours a day, Monday through Sunday, but really most people can make it work two days a week, you know, nine to five, literally. Like I don't know why we, we think that we have to be consistently available and we can't have boundaries. Um, but really establishing those boundaries of like, I'm only going to take client calls 
tests on Mondays and Tuesdays and they're going to make it work. And it works. Like I have one client who, when I signed her, we talked about her schedule and I agreed to kind of like make an exception, but everyone else falls right into line. And I think it's, it's important to know that you don't have to be available 24 mm-hmm. seven. So that's really important is like having specific days for client calls and then also managing notifications. I don't have Instagram notifications on. I don't have Voxer, which my clients use Voxer to communicate with me. I don't have those notifications on. Um, I don't have email notifications on. Like I actually manually check And when I check, there's always something there. So it's not like I'm missing anything. Um, But I think just really designating times to actually get into those notifications instead of being constantly bombarded. Mm -hmm. You you decide when you're going to actually check your emails or check your Voxers and you make time for it. But I think it's it's just very, not surprising, but you're always surprised how people actually respect your boundaries once you set them like you said i'm available two days a week nine to five and people are going to find a way to make themselves available if they want to you know work with you as your business coach so i think it's really important because sometimes we just think that we cannot set those boundaries and it's so important as you said for your mental health for your balance for just be more happy entrepreneur and a more energetic entrepreneur because you're going to give way more back to your clients as well that way. Yeah. And, and you can't be, I mean, I love my clients, but you have to continue to manage your own business. Like working with clients is a big part of my business, but that's not the only thing. Like I have to still do marketing. I have to still, you know, create podcasts. I have to, you know, do I, I don't have a bookkeeper yet. So I have to manage my books and everything, you know, like you have to keep doing all of the other things that are part of your business. And I think when we're in a client or service-based business, we sometimes forget that Mm -hmm. they're not the only thing in our business. And we kind of like put them on this pedestal as like, we have to be constantly available and to over deliver. And I'm here to tell you, you can absolutely over-deliver by only taking coaching calls two days a week <laughs> and, and only checking your messages once or twice a day. Like, I, I think that's, that's another thing when I think like of our society overall, and you're in Canada, I'm in America, but I think it's probably true of both countries, is like, we, we think the world is going to fall apart if we disconnect even for an hour. Mm-hmm. I had a, a client who's a mom and she had her phone like constantly, like every notification was on and she was telling me that she was struggling to get work done. And I said, well, what if you put your phone in the other room and you check it one, one time per hour? Like, is anything going to go wrong between minute one and minute 60? Like, yeah. can you save it for like once an hour? And then you can actually get stuff done during that hour. And she tried it. And it, of course, nothing went wrong. And of course, everything was fine. And she got way more work done. So I think just like understanding that you don't have to be constantly connected to still be an online entrepreneur, which kind of feels like a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's absolutely true. And you're going to get more work done and your business is probably going to grow faster as a result. Cause you'll be focusing on the most important things. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. And I think sometimes we just get into that, that trap of going back to a dynamic when we were in corporate with like an employee and a boss and you're actually the boss, you're the CEO of your company and you decide to get like, you get to decide how your business works and you're not like, it's, it's your clients are not 
you know, your boss, you're actually the boss. And I think it's a trap that a lot of people fall into when they start a business because even just notifications and to just like, you know, set those boundaries makes the world of a difference. Absolutely. And I think like not, not only for clients that have hired you and that are paying you, but also for people who want to be your client, it's really important to set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like, like, for example, I, if someone wants to get on a call with me to determine if we're a good fit and if we want to work together, and they've told me that they're going to talk to a bunch of other coaches, I tell them to set up my call after because it's a waste of my time to have them go talk to other coaches mm, that they might that. hire. Like, I, I know that the demand is there for my services. And I think it's a lot of people worry like, oh, well, if I don't say yes to every single client, then my business is going to fail. Absolutely not. I think actually the opposite is true. People <laughs> respect you more when you're like, okay, you can talk to other coaches. Um, but out of respect for my time, I want you to schedule it, my meeting at the end. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's better for, it's better for your mental health. It's better for your physical health. And then it also like earns you respect to be able to stand in your authority and say, this is how my business works. Get on board or uh -huh. jump ship. <laughs> exactly. I think it's actually inspiring to work this way and for your clients to see that you work this way. Yeah. And yeah. like one of the reasons I believe in, I assume for you too, that you created your own business is around also creating more freedom for yourself. So, I mean, there's a trap here that you don't want to fall into, but I would love to know, like, what does freedom means to you in terms of, of work right now compared to when you were in a corporate job? Well, definitely being able to wear a sweatshirt <laughs> and, uh, you know, not having to leave my house, um, being able to hang out with my puppy all day. I am like a shameless dog mom. My dog has his own Instagram. Um, <laughs> oh, God. yeah, um, I don't update it very often, but if you did want to check him out, he's at leave it to Leo. Um, but yeah, so I, I think just like having the freedom of being able to work from home, um, and then also being able to travel because like I mentioned before, we have relocated a bunch of times and most of our family does not live on the East coast. So like, whereas a lot of my coworkers, especially when I lived in Philly for Thanksgiving, they would drive 30 minutes to their parents' house and celebrate Thanksgiving there and then drive back home that night. You know, like it was very easy and accessible for them to reach their family. My family's in Chicago, Texas, California. Uh, Missouri, like my family's all over the country. So if I want to even see them, including my parents, I have to get on a plane. Um, so having that freedom and flexibility of not having to like ask permission to be able to travel and then also of being able to work from wherever. And I did work for a company that was pretty flexible when it came to working from home, but there was always like that underlying, um, I guess, stigma or judgment of like, oh, you're working for home. You're not actually doing anything. Mm -hmm. And just like having freedom from judgment is also like, I think a big, big benefit of starting your own business. Because like you said, you're the boss, you make the rules. And um, I think that was another thing that I really disliked about corporate is the politics and like, like having to, you know, kiss certain bosses, butts, you know, kiss their, I don't know if I can curse <laughs> on this podcast, but you know, having to really be, um, a suck up to a boss or something and, um, you know, having to play by their rules, even if their rules weren't like 
they didn't like make sense or if they had double standards. Like I had some people that I worked with where there was a double standard, like they could work from home all day long, but you had to show up to the office if it was like a blizzard outside. That's not fair. Right? (laughs) So just having like that freedom from judgment and that freedom from other people's rules, I think is also just a wonder, wonderful thing in terms of like freedom when it comes to starting your own business. I love that because lots of people talk about like freedom, financial freedom, freedom of location, but that's freedom of judgment and freedom of like other people's rules. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think like probably I should just, um, be so confident in myself that I don't care about what other people think is like what, you know, the life Mm. coaches would say, but I think it's, in corporate, it's very real. Like the politics are very real and you actually might not get ahead if you're not playing to the politics and if you're not adapting to the culture. And so I do think it's, it's, um, it's not even necessarily a confidence thing or like a, a self-assuredness thing. It's, it's more so like your career could be at stake if you don't play to the politics, which I found very, um, stifling and frustrating Mm -hmm. because, as you and I have talked about, I'm very independent and, um, and health is a priority. So if I don't want to go to work because it's snowing outside and I feel like that would make my energy tank, then I don't want to go to work. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I love that. So to end this, this podcast episode, I, I love talking about travel and um, I would love to know like, where would be your dream destination for 2020? Ooh, oh, uh, wow. Um, I guess I would have to say I, I've been to this place, but I want to go back to Italy with my boyfriend. Um, he and I have been together for almost five years, and we've never traveled abroad together except mm-hmm. to Mexico for a beach vacation. <laughs> um, so I think it would be really, really special to go to Europe with him and um, especially Italy. He's actually Italian, and I've studied a lot of Italian culture and the language and everything. So Italy has a special place in my heart. That's a great choice. <laughs> it's always a good idea. So yeah. amazing. So I wish you that that you can travel to Italy this year. And if, if some of the listeners want to know more about you, where can we find you online, Kristen? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is going through like a complete update. So I'll just direct you to my Instagram, which is at Kristen. Kaczynski, and I'm sure you can put that in the show notes because it is kind of a tricky name. <laughs> and then um, if you want to listen to my podcast, you can just find me at balancedbusinesspodcast.com. And it's on pretty much every podcast listening app that you can think of. Um, and I would love to hear from your listeners if they end up listening to this episode on Instagram. So send me a DM, you know, post a screenshot of her podcast up to your stories. Make sure you tag both of us. Let us know that you liked it because um, I love knowing that, you know, these, these episodes are helpful to your listeners. I'm sure it will. I, I, <laughs> I love what we talked about today and I think it's not talked about enough. So thank you so much, Kristen, for participating to my podcast today. I'm really, really glad that we could chat today. So thank you so, so much. And I wish you a very happy new year if we don't talk <laughs> until then. We're in December now. So um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me.
All right, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful for you and valuable. I know it was for me. I thought it was very interesting to have this chat with Kristen. And as I said, I'm going to leave all her links in the show notes. She's your girl for anything Instagram. She does wonderful things on this platform. And I really hope you like this episode. Let me know if you listen to it. Let me know if you have any questions or comments for the both of us. I wish you a very happy week.